Thank you all for listening to Ongs today. I have Roberto Lewis on. So, Roberto, this is your songs, which is never how I introduce it. I say this is <laughs> this is Roberto Lewis's songs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and you have the double S. This is going to be crazy. Oh. This is just my own mind. Wait, wait, wait. What double S? Uh, Lewis... This is songs. Uh, right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it has a double meaning, so I don't know what to do now. Right. Your right. your S is gonna have a triple. It's <laughs> all exciting. It'll it'll, it'll oh, stand man. out. It's gonna be wonderful. Oh, um so we we were just chatting and I had to stop it because I'm like, this is wonderful. This is a wonderful <laughs> conversation. Um so I want to kind of jump back into that. Okay. For the sake of being efficient, you right, are a right. black man. I am. And I hope that that doesn't offend you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you were talking about being from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, well, yeah, should, I, should I just do the, the clip notes version of what yeah, I said go, before? Go do clip notes. Thank you. Super fast. Of me I, doing it. So yeah, so I was, so I was, I was basically saying that uh, I moved to California when I was really young, like seven years old. And, uh, and I knew immediately that I preferred it here. Um, I didn't. I didn't like cold weather, and also um, uh, Hartford uh, in general was pretty kind of like racist and and uh, kind of hostile. Um, and the fact that I would register it at um, at a young age, I feel like kind of sort of drives it home. And and so I need, immediately felt the difference when I came to California, and that was great. So so I guess we were, we were talking about where, I, I, and I was saying that uh, that like yeah, the first day that I was in California, you know, a, an adult white man said said hello and i was like wow that would never ever have happened what in hartford like and, and and the kids that i played with um looking back i realized like oh yeah all the kids that would talk to me were friendly and where my friends would come over to my house were all uh people of color either like you know mixed or full something this or that um and uh yeah yeah it was just a, it was just a clear kind of like weird hostility i don't know so so when you get to san jose and you have this experience of like a, a white man said hello to me, and it wasn't hostile. It wasn't anything like that. Right, right, right. Did you also notice a demographic change as well? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, because again, I'm super young, so so there are so many ethnicities and cultures. I, do, I mean, do you know the percentages from when you were seven years old? Where you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, this, this is the percentage. It was no, com- I mean, it was completely different. Like, so for example, um, yeah, I mean, I knew nothing about nothing. Right, I'm mm-hmm. seven years old. So when I when I imagine what California would be like, I just imagine like. Uh, like those adobe kind of like stucco roofs and like palm trees behind them. You, that's, that's all. That was, that was a picture in my mind. I oh, the the clay, the clay shingles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like when okay. you like when you see the roofs of missions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I, that's what I pictured. Um, but not yeah, the like case. I, not the case in San Jose. Or is that San Jose? Kind of. There's a little bit of that. That Ooh. that whole kind of that mission architecture, that sort of thing. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of that up there. Um, um, yeah, like like the hotel we stayed in the first night had a roof like that, and so I was like, oh yeah, we're in the right place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 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 totally. Like I didn't, I didn't, there was all these cultures I'd never even heard of. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I thought, I thought that was really exciting. When I uh, um, what was, uh, I, I guess being out here, what was like the culture that you're like, wait, there's people like this. Was there anything like that? That was like, so eye opening to you? Um, yeah. Uh, let's see my, my, uh, so, so I, so I arrived, went into the third grade and, uh, my best friend at the time, I think he like, I don't know, lived across the street or something, um, Mervin Quaderno, uh, who's Filipino. And I'm like, Filipino, what's that? <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, here it is. Here, eat this. Wow, this is awesome. Like that kind of stuff. Like I was like, I'd never, I know anything about anything. <laughs> um, I, I teach elementary school. Mm-hmm. And in second grade, we're studying cultures. And it's so cool to, for me to just get to study all of these different places. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like the most tangible way to start with a culture is their food. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to your friend being like, hey, try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just breaches that gap. And everybody's got their food that's like, all right. Yeah. But try this weird right, food. Right, Like, you right. really want to go authentic? And they give it to you, and they go, I don't even eat that. Right. But this is, like... <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, when I like when I travel places, all I care about is restaurants. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about museums. I don't care about... You know, but, but like, I'm like, what did you eat? What is there to eat? What can we... Yeah, it's. I think it's the best. It's um, the best way. Where do you travel? And what do you travel for? Uh, let's see. So, after, uh, after college, I was... Um, uh, I was like a, an English teacher in Japan, right? Oh, so, nice. so like, so, so we were there, and so we, you know, traveled different places in like Asia, or, or like when I was in college, um, I did like a study abroad program. So we went to we went to India, and then we went to whatever a couple other other places. But it was there that I remember meeting people um, who were who were super food tourists who were always be like, oh, this is instead of planning out museums, they would plan out what we're going to eat. Here's here's what we're going to try to find. I'm like, oh, they have a like a snake wine or you know or bear soup or whatever. Let's let's go and find. That was Vietnam, I think. Um, bear soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or snake soup. But we definitely had bear also. Actually, that that was in Japan. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. But <laughs> you have all of these foods that you're like trying to put on I'm the like, map. Oh, yeah, somewhere. exactly. I'm like, well, we gotta eat that. We definitely gotta eat that. We gotta, gotta go find this thing. And, 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 like, so for example, my friend had he had a rule where it was like, so sometimes we'd be you know traveling from place to place, and the restaurant we'd stop at would be. Um, would be uh would be a shitty restaurant right like like a you they have the menu and you're like oh can i have that and they're like no we don't have that you're like oh well how about that no we don't have, you know what i mean and then it turns out they only have like three or four dishes or you're like fine and, and his rule was always uh his rule was if you if you if you're if you're shaky on the restaurant just ask for the spiciest thing on the menu and you'll be fine um why is that I think the idea was just that, like, spice, the, the spice, spice will, kills the bacteria, <laughs> yeah, or, or that it, or that it'll, it's like a shortcut to flavor, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I've always followed that, followed that rule. If I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm not sure, well, whatever, whatever spices, give me that. Or if I'm not in- excited about something that's on the on the menu, I guess. Were you all always adventurous with food? Um, like as a kid, were you no. like fruit roll ups and and mm-hmm. mac and cheese? I I don't think I had any sort of coherent food philosophy until college probably <laughs> like i didn't you know i mean i didn't it wasn't until it wasn't until college that like uh um that that uh that i had any i guess autonomy over food choices and i'm also mm. you know and also you're meeting people from all over the world or whatever and so you're learning all this stuff and so then you start to have opinions and so i'm like oh, okay i like thai food and then it's like oh, okay everyone likes thai food why is that <laughs> you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> This uh, doesn't make me unique. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's right. That's the one thing everyone can agree on is, yeah. is, is Thai food. Um, uh, and so, yeah, and so, and so, and then, and then, and then when I met those people, so like, so for example, when I went to India, I met, that's where I met the guy with the, the spice rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mithul Shah, what's going on, man? Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that was when I started paying attention. Like, okay, like, we can, you can make, I, I'm like, you're, the, what you're going to eat today is, is, probably the most important choice you can make mm-hmm. you know what i mean let's let's make it let's make it count yeah yeah uh where do you eat now i mean this is all food now oh uh, yeah just, you're, right, a right, you're a right food about. blogger all of a sudden <laughs> I, know. I mean i i um um where do i eat now I, I i i was gonna say i cook a lot technically that's true but i don't but it's not really cooking it's like i prepare ingredients so that i can eat them um, do you know what I'm saying? So, so for example, <laughs> yes, it's like, cooking. like well, well, yeah, but it's not, but some people will be like, oh, I, I, I put, uh, I put an avocado and I put, you know, this and I put that and I put it all in this dish and I call it X, right? But mm-hmm. me, it's more like, um, I'm going to cut up an avocado and I'll eat it 
and then I'll mm. fry an egg and I'll eat it. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not an artist. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not matching flavors. Um, you're no, just like putting things have, together. I, have, no, I, I did know. stir fries for a while because it's like stir fries. Yeah, rice. just cut up vegetables, put it over yeah. over a noodle or a rice, and I'm good. I was raised on stir fries, 100. Mm-hmm. My parents, because it's like I, I think it's like if you are. You're, you know, you have a bunch of kids, you you want to stay healthy or whatever, then yeah, you take a bunch of vegetables, cup it up, chop yeah. them up, and you know what I mean? It's like... My brothers would make fun of me because I would always pick the meat out. Really? I'm the star <laughs> They're like, someday, yeah. you're going to host a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I'm a much better eater now. Like, okay. I, I'm very adventurous. I'll eat pretty much anything, yeah. and I love... Do you have a line? Is there one thing? Is just like, what, what will you not eat? Um, coconut and shrimp. Interesting. So coconut shrimp are terrible. Okay. Um, why, why? I don't like, I don't love a lot of seafood. I, it's grown on me. Uh-huh. Uh, sushi, that's really, really good. Uh-huh. I'm fine with. Where do you, where do you go? Uh, this place that I don't know the name of. It's in Burbank. Some friends of mine. Do you uh-huh. know the Burbank area? No. Okay. They took me there and it was like, whoa, this is really good. Really? And it was like uh, some tuna that was just so fatty and buttery. And I'm like, yeah. that's way different than anything else i was taking a japanese class in san jose and i asked the teacher where she went to get good sushi and she said los angeles <laughs> for real for real i mean so this is the place you this is you know there's there's so many different people here yeah and it's so cool to see teaching at i'm teaching at a private school and it's like you have kids that there's there's one kid who is half japanese half uh salvadorian oh nice and then there's a kid who her mom is from uh venezuela but her parents are from poland so she's a polish venezuelan and her dad is turkish yeah and it's like these really cool combinations of cultures that are at this place and you're like how yeah the first thing my mind goes to is like imagine what their dinners are like imagine I remember before I moved down here, my friend who who lived here and was trying to kind of sell me on moving down, that was the main, that was his main selling point. He was like, every kind of food you can imagine mm-hmm. is here and it's, it's a good version of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's, because everybody's here, you know. Would you ever live anywhere else? Um, usually I think when I think about living somewhere else, I feel like, um, I, maybe I would go somewhere to, uh, to follow some sort of opportunity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I would go to live to another place, but if I had to choose where I was going to live, I'd probably just end up back here because yeah. everything I like's here. Yeah. It makes me sound really square, but there it is. You know? Why, why is that? Squ- <laughs> the, the one person that's like, oh, I'm so square from being, <laughs> from being in Los Angeles. Well, just, the, I mean, just the idea of like, of, you know, just being, being adventurous and like, oh yeah, like, yeah, like theoretically, Right, mm-hmm. um, you should be able to have a great time wherever you go. Yeah, I feel like if you have if you have the right attitude. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, when I'm when I'm making lists of why I want to be where I want to be, I'm like, oh, I I just love it here. So, uh, your job it's data. Uh, I I'm a uh, so digital asset specialist. I guess. So, I mean, that's that's the name for it. But what I'm just doing is I'm helping migrate an educational website. So that has the connotation of like planned mm-hmm. having having a vision and then follow through so that like i like to link things because it's simpler uh-huh. for me uh-huh. but like linking that to being in a place that you love and you're like yeah well, i mean this is where i'd love to be right i think that i got to the point where i felt like um 
like I was just really aware that, you know, oh, like wherever I go, there I am. So mm-hmm. I might as well, if I find something that seems to work, I should kind of hang out here. But, um, but I also think that like that idea, that destination, uh, whatever that is, everyone has their version of it. Like, oh, it's the whatever, 2.5 kids or it's the, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm going to be a super agent at CAA or whatever it is. Um, but like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just I'm feeling right now, but I feel like the, the des- that destination is an illusion like 98% of the time. Like yeah. you were, you're going to arrive somewhere that you had no idea that you would arrive there. Um, you're going to like, yeah, every time you, every time like I, like I talk to somebody who has achieved something that I want to achieve, like say, for example, I don't know, like they're like, you know, um, you know, how did you, um, how did you, whatever, write this award-winning novel or something? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't planning to do this. I was trying to do this and this totally <laughs> fell apart. And then, you know what I mean? And then I found up here, oh, I, I guess this is as good as anything else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I feel like, well, I mean, um, oh, I don't know. I heard this quote, uh, I forget who said it. Who said it? It was some, some old dead author who was saying like, you know, um, if you, if you, uh, if you don't, get married uh you'll be unhappy uh and if you get married you'll be unhappy so just choose you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i don't know Uh, well you do you feel like you have lived that stereotypical american lifestyle of go to go to school do well in school go to college do well in college uh after that you pursue your career because you traveled you went to Japan, you've gone to India, right? I think um, I think that I have failed at the American dream throughout my life. Uh-huh. So, so I've been like, oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll 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 get good grades and and do this thing, and then I'm like, well, I got okay grades, but they're not like you know fantastic. So I guess I'm not going to do that thing. So maybe I'll go over here and I'll do this. And I'll learn this thing, and oh, well, I learned I learned it, but I don't, I don't really like it. I guess I'll be doing this thing. And after a while. Um, you look up or, or have someone tell you, like, shouldn't you have accomplished way more at this age? And you're like, no, I, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how that happens. Do you have people saying that? Or uh, is that is that the yes. feeling? You have people that would actually say that? Uh, yeah. 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 I can, I can think of a couple of people. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and no shade on them. Because, again, everybody has their no, version yeah. of... of of what um of what success looks like mm-hmm. and the whole like hey man it's the journey not the di-. I mean like yeah there there are hippies all over the world saying yeah. that shit and so and and to hear myself saying anything version of that I'm like kind of rolling my eyes at myself as well <laughs> so let's be clear about what happened <laughs> no I I mean I grew up in Colorado and and it's like it's an odd suburban slash not suburban slash very suburban kind of upbringing like uh like, like the kids in ET. Like that, um, maybe, y- yeah, yeah. So right. like you're you're living in a neighborhood that does isn't gridded off. Right. It's got you have to tell people left at the second stop okay. sign, past the tennis courts, and you're like, we have tennis courts, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we played the dumbest games on those tennis courts. Um, this sounds like it was a gated community. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the the houses were very affordable, and yeah. and it was the nineties. Yeah. Um, but like I I don't want to live there mm-hmm. right now because I am single in my thirties, right? And that's not the life that I I want. Like right. I don't want to be in that space. I right. I like being. You out mean here. you don't want to be in that space as a single person? As a 30s? single person, yeah. Got it. I hear that. I, but even if I was married, I'm like I don't. I really loved my I'm upbringing, not ready for it yet. but I don't think I want that. Um, I really like being in 
in this kind of cultural hub that is the yep. city. There's a lot of things I don't like about LA. Yeah. But. but if you like a band, eventually they'll play here. Like no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's they're way more affordable in Colorado. <laughs> True, if they ever go there, you know what the, I mean. Oh, Denver, come on! <laughs> oh, Red so Rock, were you in, Red Rock. Were you outside of Denver? Um, we were we were in Littleton, just outside of Denver. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So they they come. Were you were you guys outside people hikers and all that? Uh, yeah, just because that's the culture that's the of culture, it. Yeah. It's like that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. We go outside. Now I don't. Yeah, like I would love to. Yeah, I have all that background, but I'm like, eh, uh, nope. I mean, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. Never yeah. in the car, but I but I keep hearing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should go. Yeah. Well, you're you're an improviser as well. What mm-hmm. else? other artistic endeavors do you do um uh well i mean uh writing sketches right mm-hmm. um the i'm i'm i feel like i'm i feel like i'm i'm an improviser that, and i'm starting to slide down the slippery slope into like acting do you know what i mean oh no which is really, it's really i mean it's, it's weird because it's like i'm like this is kind of interesting this is kind of fun this is kind of difficult yeah. um um but I think uh, I think I've been resisting it for a long time, mm. um, and uh, and then and then I, yeah, I had my, my, my improv coach was like, you know, you need to stop fucking around, just you know, kind of thing. I, actually, too, uh, yeah, my cousin, my cousin was saying so same thing. Like, like so, so my 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 family, um, you know, a lot of them are are you know you know successful achieving people mm-hmm. um and so if i'm gonna do something kind <laughs> not, of not actors is what flaky <laughs> and and you know artistic i i usually don't really want to talk about it because mm-hmm. like you know um it's it's you know um ask answering the hard questions is hard right like because because again if someone is going to run the numbers for you it makes no sense yeah to be an actor right um and so so i'm not usually gonna but then my cousin uh you know we, we were sort of talking about it and he and, he, and uh you know, quiet moment. We, we were out like drinking, doing all that stuff, and it was a quiet moment. And he's like, and he's like, uh, well, have you ever, have you ever like really gone for it? Like, have you ever really, really tried to make it happen? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, fuck what everyone says, man. Yeah. You know, fucking do it for real. Whatever you're going to do, do it for real. You know, I'm like, all right. So what does that look like now? Or what was it before? What is it now? I mean, I think it's like, like, um, have you heard of the Have you heard of the phrase uh, "yak shaving"? No. Okay, so I first heard this phrase. I was I was uh, I was applying for a programming job. Right, I'd gone to one of those like programming boot camp deals or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were talking and, it, and and basically they were they were they were using it while they were describing why the the test that was part of the application why it was formatted the way it was. Right. Anyway, yak shaving is the idea that you have you have a, a, a job you need to do whatever that is. Um, you want to, I don't know, you want to paint the walls of your apartment or something. Um, and they're like, oh, but I can't, I can't, uh, paint until I've moved all the furniture. Right. And then you're like, oh, I got to move this desk. Uh, it's really heavy. I, that means I need to get a dolly. Let me go and find a dolly. Da, 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 da. This whole, all this kind of thing. And, and the term yak shaving is the idea that like at the end of this, at the end of this chain of procrastination is the fact that you need a brush with yak bristles on it and so you're you're out in a field shaving a yak instead of doing what you were actually came here to do you know oh. um and my my career has been de- defined by that you know what i mean it's like oh well like you know i, I want to do this thing but i need to do this thing to get make money which means i need to like study for this certification to do this thing which i need to to take a class to, to learn how to do this thing and so even if i succeed i'm succeeding at something that i was never intending to do in the first place and so oh. and so with this it's just like you know um what's push all the obstacles out of the way and what is it you 
were really here to do if you knew you were going to die in two weeks what would you want to kind of be doing and so that's why with this whole kind of thing is i'm saying like like kind of slipping towards acting kind of thing it's like well i'm i'm spending enough of my week doing shit like this i i probably ought to lean into it otherwise like what, you know what's wrong with me you know yeah, yeah. um well did you didn't come down here for acting did you or did you no i mean i came down here i guess the way i describe it is like film shit right because I, like I, like I, I, I was a i was like a literature and film uh studies person when i was an undergrad and so and i was up in the i was up in the bay area and uh and i think i was just kind of like i don't know what i don't know what i was thinking but i was like i know i wanted to get into the you know the the, the film game and like i don't know maybe like a director or something and i was taking i was so i was taking like film classes in san francisco mm-hmm. and i remember i was in a um i was in a um class with this woman who she was a she was a uh, surfing and scuba diving cinematographer she and her husband would travel the world um doing surfing videos and scuba diving videos and all this i mean it, it seems more now people have more of an idea of that because of like instagram and shit but yeah but back then it wasn't i'd never heard of that no i'd never i had no idea that people could live like that mm-hmm. you know and i'm like holy shit how the f-, you know and then she was like she's asking well, what do you want to do i'm like oh yeah you know i'd love to you know whatever make films and stuff and then she was like She's like, what are you doing up here? She's like, if you're not in the game, you're not in it. Like, you're just wasting your time here. <laughs> Dang. I love those conversations. I feel like in your life, you have five or six of those conversations where somebody's like, oh, you know, that whole way you've been living? That's bullshit. Here, you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. And then you, yeah, then you get up and leave the country or whatever. So you came down to LA after that? Um, actually, no. <laughs> you you went to Japan what, after that? Uh, actually, yes. Is that right? When did I have that conversation? I mean, that's right. Yeah, I, I went to Japan <laughs> for three fucking years and then came back and then back to like San Jose and then finally here. Um, and then once I was here, I was like, oh, this is um, like the idea that um, like, so for example, when you're talking about inter- entertainment shit right mm-hmm. when you're talking about acting stuff mm-hmm. or, or movie stuff in most of the country when you start talking about it everyone rolls their eyes at you right yeah. except for the other weird kid in school that's also into that you know like parks up or yeah exactly yeah. but everybody else is like oh this is my this is my nephew he's you know he thinks he's gonna be an actor or whatever. you know mm-hmm. um but then when you come down here everybody is here for shit like that so you can have real substantive conversations about all that stuff and mm-hmm. um and i think that's fucking amazing I'm, i still am happy about it every, every time i run into someone that is into the same dorky thing that i'm into um i'm like oh, yeah, i'm so glad I'm, I'm so glad i'm here um what's uh what's the dorkiest thing that you haven't been able to connect with somebody on or that's like in your back pocket like um well <sighs> that's the thing it's, it's not so much that it's that it's dorky but i remember so for example i remember uh um i was in oakland no i was in berkeley i was at a I was in a, I was out drinking with a bunch of people and we were all like playing little games. And, uh, and I remember I was trying to get people on board to play a, a game of, um, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. right? It was back when people were doing that. Um, because we're, we're drinking, right? Yeah, we're all yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're all drinking. Everyone's like flirting with each other. And we just want to excuse to laugh. But everybody at the table was, they were all like sociology, public health, you know, like these really kind of This grounded. was like at, uh, around the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everybody literally wanted to talk about, you know, diseases and, you know, poverty and, and, uh, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. the, you know, and all of, all of which I completely understand. Like, yes, of course, the conversation Just about, not right you now. know, <laughs> about like, oh, of course, uh, I should have, you know, racial barriers, the reasons why I have like less opportunity, uh, access to healthcare. Yes, 100% important, important, important stuff. But, it, but, but, it, um, I remember there, it felt like, 
not quite like that was the only conversation, but it was like, but it was clearly the more important conversation. Yeah. And no, fine, it is. But I mean, are, is that the only conversation we're going to have? You know, um, <laughs> can we can we lighten it up a little? I know totally. And and I think I feel like uh, my girlfriend at the time was was embarrassed the fact that I was there attempting to like talk about like movie shit. Like, Ugh, can't we just talk about diseases, mm-hmm. oh, sweetie? Um, and so yeah, down here, <laughs> down here, it's like, oh no, 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 I. You know, I like movies too. Let's 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 dork out about Point Break or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. What's your best? What's your best Kevin Bacon connection that you've made? Oh shit! I don't know. It's been years. Seriously, I was so shamed <laughs> out of that playing you never that game. Played it again? I, I, I literally think that was the last time I even attempted to bring it up because I was like, wow, that went really poorly. Um, I. It's amazing to have those moments in your life where you're like, oh. This is where that baggage comes from. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, so, yeah. So I figured it out. Right, right. This is why I don't like talking about that thing. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. 100%. Oh, I should dig that out. And then oh, you yeah. just leave it. You just leave it. So- <laughs> Maybe not the healthiest. Maybe not the healthiest. There's just certain things where you're like, yeah. no, I don't play that game. It's it's so weird how conversations like this, yeah, will dig up stuff you've forgotten. Forgotten, mm-hmm. right? So improv is like, I, I'm not an actor. I kind of wanted to be an actor because I didn't know what else to do. But improv, when I found that, I'm like, this is the thing I love. I just want to do this. Right, right, right. Um, And when it comes to storytelling and people go like, oh, use this for your stories. Use this for your improv. Uh, Oh, how do you come up with those things? It's like, I I remember reading Blink in the book that I have over there, Thinking Fast and Slow. Mm -hmm. Blink does a really good job of like talking just about your brain and your perception and how there are, there are things your brain's doing that you're not aware of. Right. Thinking fast and slow doesn't necessarily do that, but it talks about your biases and how you can be pulled in certain directions yeah. based on uh, subtle su- subtle manipulations from outside influences. Uh-huh. But uh, stepping into a moment going, I don't have to know, but if I can trust my brain to do its job, right. I'll be fine. Right, right, right. Something, something will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, because it's just like... Uh, if I were to say Berkeley to you, you'd be like, all right, I, ha- I have this picture of what that is. Bunch of images. Yeah. But if I were to say like, uh, what's a what's a drinking game? You could be like, oh, <laughs> six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And like, it gets... and I have not lots of like angst and regrets to, to sprinkle into this game we're going to play too. Yeah. There, there's something really beautiful about that. And that's what's so much fun about the, the, uh, the suggestion. Did you struggle improv. with the fear of of allowing your subconscious to take over? Like, were you ever afraid? Like, well, what if I say something really terrible and everyone hates me? Um, no, no, because I was, I was relatively, I'm relatively clean, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't necessarily brush up against a lot of lines. Uh-huh. Um, but having said that, is that true of your normal casual sense of humor as well? It's when you're chatting with people. No, I'll, I mean, yes, yes, and no. I do, I do get more, uh, not shock jockey, but like the tame version of shock jock. Okay, where I can say things to to kind of put people off a little bit, just right. to keep them on their toes, right? Or or to highlight certain things that they're doing. More than anything, it's it's yeah. coming from that kind of okay. standpoint of you're saying something that's not appropriate. So I'm going to highlight that by saying the same thing just a little bit. Right, right, right. Leaning into your thing like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that that never worried or bothered me. Um, and I've also really messed up on stage. And that's where I'm grateful for improv, where I'm like, yeah. nobody's yeah. going to see that again. <laughs> Glad that wasn't recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
do you have to filter uh, on stage? I mean, I guess, but I, I think it was at least starting out. It, that was a, a huge fear of mine. That was the biggest. That was the whole like when people would say like, "Oh yeah, I just." Open your subconscious and whatever's yeah, I think in there. They're liars. I would be like, holy, that sounds really fucking dangerous. Especially mm. like when I see other people screw up and not realize what they've done. And, and I think again, screw up on mm-hmm. stage. We all have, right? We all yeah. have something. Where you sit, you're like, oh, this is this will it'll be fine if I say this, and then everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it. you know. We're like, oh Jesus, how did that happen? Um, but I but I feel like either trusting yourself or 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 maybe having good habits. I guess in mm-hmm. terms of dipping in your subconscious helps kind of alleviate that fear. So, so I, yeah, so I definitely trust myself more than I did before, but I also like, you know, like, you know, when you get the note, like, um, you know, make the other choice or be smarter or, yeah. and, and, and the whole thing about being clean for me usually comes down to like, you, like, I, I feel like, um, I feel like you get into trouble when you reach, for stuff that you're like, oh, this, oh, this will be funny, or this will be, you know, kind of like bad boyish, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. This will mm-hmm. be, as opposed to trying to, if you, if you're, if you're like, if you're, if you are saying that, you know, well, the core of this character I'm playing, you know, essentially is me, even if, if even if it's got some masks on, and you try to say like, oh, well, what kind of decisions would they make, and and if they were bad, if they're, if I'm going to make a bad decision, why, why do I think I would make that bad decision, and and so I think, it, you know. Then you're gonna. Then you're not gonna like. Yeah. So you're not gonna say something like, um, like yeah. You're not. I was gonna say like oh, you're not gonna say something shitty and racist. But then it's like oh, but that's the the premise of the sketch. But I think. But I think it's like you're you're not you're not gonna or rather I am not going to say something that I couldn't somehow envision myself saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it's more yeah. like that. Um. And so and so and so if each choice kind of proceeds from the choice before you, then you shouldn't really be surprising yourself in the bad way you know mm. what i mean uh, i mean this starts to go into the conversation of what can you say on stage right i think that do you have limits uh do you sure, have limits for yourself do you have limits for comedy uh i don't have limits that i w- would prescribe for anybody else but mm. but i but i do feel like um you know the term quote the term like read the room you know, it's a real thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, and I feel like you, it, it's kind of like, uh, I guess it's like when you're, when you're just like talking. So, so for example, uh, uh, my roommate and I will often be like, you know, joking around on our front porch or whatever. We're riffing off of different jokes or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, being on stage is essentially like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, you know, I have, I have a sense of, of what his sense of humor is like. So I have a sense based on what's appropriate. There are certain things I'm probably not going to make jokes about. I probably don't even think about it that much, but I'm kind of like, oh, well, I, I, some part of my brain, I'm like, well, I know he's not going to laugh at that. So I'm probably not going to say that. You know what I mean? Your, your brain mm-hmm. does a lot of that work for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're doing that with your teammates, similarly, you're like, oh, I have an idea what they're, what they're, what interests them, what they what would, what would delight them. Um, um, my thoughts are all around that. And so, um, so I'm, I feel like if I'm in that zone, I'm usually pretty safe. The, the, the difference is, of course, I'm, I, like I remember, I remember going to, I, I was in a, doing a, a festival in, in Utah and there was a group. Um, and so it was, whole, it was a, whole, a whole bunch of like Southwestern U.S. groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a group from L.A. called The Boys. Uh, and they were good. They were really yeah. good. Um, uh, and uh, I was really impressed by them. But you know there was like there was like some sexual inter- undercurrent to their to their humor, um, but they weren't they weren't uh, what do you call it they weren't just 
they weren't just trying to set the room on fire. Yeah. Like I understood what what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and I remember somebody from the audience was like, "Clean it up, clean it up." <laughs> I was like, "What? Are you joking? This is like, um, uh, so so so." But I wouldn't put the blame for that on uh, on on, on, the, on the, the boys. boys. Because I'm like, we're all adults and you know what I mean? And we're talking about real things that happen. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it bothers you that someone is do- like, so for example, I think, I think they were doing a sketch where it was like, it was like a, um, it was a, like a, a manager that was um, like kind of harassing an employee, right? Mm. Both players were male um, in the scene as well as in real life. And, uh, and, and, this, this, and the joke of it was that like the, 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 the manager who was being a dick was able to be a dick in all these different ways, right? So, like, so the guy, so the, so the, so the employee, he started speaking Spanish or something, mm-hmm. and then the manager also switched to Spanish, like, but it was like, you know, it was awkward gringo Spanish, but it was still Spanish, mm-hmm. and so he continued to, you know, do all these, do all the in, insulting stuff, and so you know, the whatever, and it went out, it went out to all this, all these different places, and that's why people, you know, but it was actually, but it was a very difficult and well brought off scene, and I was like, oh, bravo, but the audience didn't like it, but that's their fault, yeah. Uh, that's always an interesting thing of like um, what you say and how it hits somebody's ears. Mm. And that comes back to what their experience is. Right. So if they're just like, uh-uh, I've been here before. Right. I don't right, like right. this. Right. Uh, have you ever taught improv? Uh, yeah, I've taught a little bit. That's that's like the biggest growth is watching <laughs> other people <laughs> fail and you have to tell them why. Right, You're right, like, right, right. Or, or like the... I remember one thing that I thought was interesting was how, you know, how we all have, um, what do you call it? Like, like emotional limiters on us that we have to like learn how to, how to loosen in order to, to mm. play more freely. Like, so oh, okay. you know what I mean, so like, so for example, the, the way I always hear it, hear it you, the way I usually hear it phrased is, um, you know, you have an emotion, you can go from one to 10, but most people, we have to stay between three and six so that people don't get freaked out by us right and so if you spent your entire life being between three and six then you can't go to seven right you can't cry at a funeral or whatever because you, you've just been in that emotional box all your life and some people some oh, people can get wow. to an eight some people can't um and so it's interesting like and i remember being in a being in a, in a class where i was trying to get um it was like uh, a woman and a man and and they were having an affair and then they just killed uh her husband right there in the room like you know and they were like oh yeah good okay, he's dead and i'm like guys you just murdered somebody like his blood is on your shirt mm-hmm. how, how would you actually react to it um and they, but they but it was like you know this kind of like you know this sort of like play acting kind of thing and it's like and i'm and i'm and, and i'm like no, no no but just try to imagine the kind of emotion you would feel you'd be distressed probably maybe you'd be angry but you'd, you'd probably feel a little more than that um two tries and uh and uh, the woman was like, "No, I can't. No, she, like she was annoyed. Refused? It, no, annoyed's wrong. Um, she was angry um, that that I was asking her to to go to the sort of this emotional place, even even to even just try a little bit. But I but I also think that like it was it was that sort of anger where if you were to ask them, um, it would be it would be difficult for them to explain why. Mm. That's how that's how I felt. And I, mean, I feel part of that is that is that." That uh, that, limiter. that that emotional limiter, you know what I mean? Like you run up against, it and you and you and it feels it feels invasive. I think, yeah, to people, um, because like, how, why would you? Let, you, you know what it is? It kind of reminds me of like, like, uh, 
I mean, this is a little graphic, but like, like if you're asking somebody to like touch their own butthole or something like that, and if you and, and so imagine, imagine <laughs> yeah. if you're, no, yeah, exactly, no, exactly. I'm like, please, I'm like, please, just could you please just touch your butthole here in front of all of us, right? And if you've never, if you've never ever touched your butthole ever in your life, you'd be like, <laughs> how dare you, right? But if you touch it every day, then you're like, fine. I mean, are you just gonna look? Okay, all right, I guess so. You know, and to continue that analogy <laughs> then after they would do that you'd be like all right and that's how it's done everybody exactly exactly, exactly. there you go see marcy knows it guys yeah, 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 can we all just fucking touch our vowel? um there's i was thinking of that in like real life too when yeah. you have those hard conversations or when there's just silence yeah. and you're sitting with somebody and yeah. the people that can't do that uh, the, they, you mean the silence part the silence part right. or the emotional part where it's if you get to a place where somebody starts to talk about something that you don't necessarily know you're walking into that, but it's so mm. emotional for them that they start to cry. Right. Oh, and yeah. they quickly make a joke or, or you quickly make a joke yeah, yeah, yeah. to try to get away from that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing for, to me to see how stunted we can be. Oh yeah. And how, in, how encouraged we can be in that too, yeah. to be like, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't want to put it on society as a whole of like man up. Mm. But every choice that we make, I view it this way, every choice that we make either progresses us or takes us back. Mm -hmm. So if it's an emotional thing, if we push an emotion down, right. then we get more comfortable with that. And it becomes it, more it. Uh, more difficult to, right, right, to right. face that right. in every situation. So right. like life isn't necessarily set up to dig through emotions because if you do that constantly, right. then you're always like, we have to talk about my emotions. Right. Right. There's like, and that's the unhealthy side as well. It's like right. this weird. I mean, it's, it's tough too because it's like, because there's also the argument which I feel like some people make, which is, um, if that's the way you want to live, fine. Like I, I heard somebody who, who, who you do you. Is it that? No, it's more more like like, well, if if my boyfriend is fine, not being able or or, or rather not emoting, um, uh, then who are you to tell him he should be emoting more? There's that. I've heard that okay. that, that okay. argument made, um, uh, and I guess the question is, what do you think makes it easier for everybody? People that are in touch with their emotions or people that aren't? And I and I would mm. probably land on your side on the table there because I'm kind of like people that aren't in touch with their emotions, like it's going to come out somehow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, um, and okay, so for example, um. <laughs> So my family is, pre we're very uh, effusive. We're big huggers, right? You um, you said that and your arms went out as yeah, wide. Exactly, as exactly, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Every time I, I leave for the drugstore, I say, I love you to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, goodbye, whatever, whatever. Um, so you think, okay, great, great. Everybody's open with it. Not, not a problem. Um, I remember came, coming home from college. I have two younger brothers. Coming home from college and uh, um, the house was quiet, like, it was creepy. Like, you know, when you, when you come mm -hmm. in and you're like, who died? Like, stillness. what happened? Something happened. Yeah, yeah, Um, And it turns out that um, my, my mom was was depressed. She was feeling sad. Mm -hmm. um, and, she, and she was like sitting out in the backyard, um, like in a, in a chair, like kind of facing out or whatever. And I realized over that weekend that um, that my mom was the conduit through which all of the conversations between the men happened. So when she was not talking none of us were able to communicate well. Like, it, I had no idea that was, but my mom was like the, was the nexus of this whole thing. And so, so for example, so, and I, and I remember, I remember one time, uh, my brothers, I love my brothers so much. Um, I remember attempting to 
Not like, okay, I'm taking off. I'll see you. Love you guys. But saying like, I love you. Saying that to my brother. Um, so difficult. I was, I felt like I was, like I was trying to levitate something with my hands. And it wasn't working. And I'm like, why isn't this working? And I'm like trying to say it. And I couldn't say it to the point where he was like, it's all right, man. I get it. All right. I love you too. You know? And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. I was not capable of doing that. Yeah. But I mean, that's, and that's the insidious kind of, right? You don't even realize mm-hmm. you're in this cage. I don't know. When you're outside of that, uh, cage and you're looking back you're like how do people fucking survive not being able to you know what i mean like you ever, you ever talk to somebody and you bring up something that's just beyond the pale for them like whether it's politically or, or whatever and they and you see them their mind kind of short circuit they're like i don't i don't i i, I don't know anything about that or you know what i mean you've seen that you ever had those conversations with people yeah 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 um, isn't that frightening <laughs> <laughs> it freaks the shit out of me when i see that why just because it's like I mean, I guess I just look at it as like a, a baby bird that I just have to hold and go, okay, well, we're going to massage through so this. Sometimes this baby bird is like a 43-year-old man. Yeah, oh, absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. Who's like picking your kids up to take, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't, what, 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 what? We've all got our blind spots. People with different races living together, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> we're fucking we're kidding not, me? We're not in Hartford. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Gosh, uh, in high school, my one of my teachers said, uh, like to use the phrase "lily white littleton," mm. and I was like, I don't like that. Right? I don't like right, that. Right. And then other kids were like, Well, it is. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at our skin, Ben. Look. Yeah. I'm like, I get it, <laughs> but it doesn't mean we so have to like cruel it. image. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I didn't do that. Right? right I didn't right. make this. Right? 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 I didn't right, go right. like, Hold on. Right. Standing on a cloud next to God, like, right. I don't want that family. But the thing is, here's the thing, though. I mean, there's a version of that for everything, right? Mm-hmm. I totally, I tell, I know, I know, black people who, who, like, say the same thing. It's like you're, you know, you you talk about something that's not part of the culture they grew up in. They're like, I don't know what you mean. What is that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's healthy anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, you don't think it's what? I don't think it's healthy anywhere. Oh yeah, and I don't, and, I, and I, don't, I also don't think there's a polite way of describing it. Like the reason it makes you uncomfortable, I I think mm-hmm. the reason why it feels uncomfortable to hear that stuff is because um, if you pay attention to it, you're like, oh, this is really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, dangerous in the sense, just like in, in an evolution sense or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's a whole there are giant facts about the world that do not exist here. Yeah, and, oh. and one day I'm going to encounter them, and I won't know how to to react because I have had no exposure to there, There's tons of things that you won't come in contact with too, that you're just like, Oh, right. right. I don't, I don't need to learn how to read the, the tides until like you that, do. Like, until going, you do. I'm not going to the Bay of Fun. Ben, Ben, we're, we're taking on water. Jesus Christ, man. Just give me 12 hours. It'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 12 hours. Um, I just culturally, yeah. I love learning about different cultures yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm so grateful that I've been able to live in so many different states. Yeah. And just the sheer difference between all the different places. Yeah. And uh, I, I've i lived up in Alaska, kind of. Yeah. And that's just a vastly different place. That's what I've heard. It's this, like, this little uh, ocean city. It's like, all right. Yeah. Um, and it was people up there, like, were in this area they were like we're very progressive and liberal and we hunt as often as we can we right. all have guns you're right, like, right, right 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 wait wait liberals don't have guns <laughs> 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 like we use these to survive also cereal's really expensive right 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. a deer is far uh, just 
it's cool to for me to see all of these different places yeah. and then to live in a, a spot where like I, I like to think that I'm fairly reasonable. I have strong opinions mm-hmm. that people don't realize because I'm very personable. Does that mean that you are often uh, a counter argument jumps up in your mind and you don't oh, say always it? really always that's got to be that's a lot of work. Um, you get used to it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this also, is the training I'm trying to do. Yeah, too. <laughs> it's also like you you get to this place where you're going. This isn't the spot for it. Right. Oh yeah, 100. percent A lot of that. Yeah. Getting older, I feel like there's a lot of like, oh, you know what? This isn't. The... It's, this isn't the spot. I got to go to bed soon. <laughs> right. 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 Also, I wanna, also, I want to get my sub work done. <laughs> also, like you know, um, if you have believed whatever this thing is that you believe for the last 30 years it's unlikely that whatever comment I have to make right now is going to change it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know about that one. I mean, it happens. It does. It does. And it is harder, but it's, I, um, I just watched Daryl Davis on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. Cause I watch and listen. Do you know Daryl Davis? No. Um, you, you probably know the story cause I've mentioned this to several people and they're like, I don't know him. Oh. Um, he's a jazz musician. He's a big black man, real deep voice. Mm-hmm plays piano uh-huh. but he is also the guy that is like credited with taking several hundred uh kkk members out i have of heard of this guy yeah. yeah yeah so his name's daryl davis okay um but like he's going about it through relationship right and hearing him talk about that right in this long form interview he's like i never went in with the intention of mm-hmm. going like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get yeah. a hood and like hang that up because yeah. he's starting a museum with all these things right but he went in with I want to show you that you're wrong, right? And that I'm not. I'm not what you think yeah. we are, right? I'm a human being like you, right? And and that's where I would go about it right. most of the time. Lead by example, kind of. Lead by example, or just go like, "Hey, um, I I'm I'm a person, mm-hmm. and these are also people. Yeah. So there's a humanity to both of you, yeah." And there are blind spots that you have. There are things that you're doing that they look at as despicable yeah. in the same way that you look at them. Right. Or stupid, whatever right, right, one right, it is. Right. So I, I'll like gently go, well, you know. Right. Or my favorite is when somebody says like the dumbest thing uh, about a city or a state. And you're right. like, you know, you're from a place too that yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, your argument can't be yeah. Ugh, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right, doesn't right, hold right. water. Right, right, right. Um, uh, so I I like to just kind of point those things out of like you have biases too. Yeah, yeah. Please. I mean, I, th- I mean, I, f- I feel like uh, I feel like it's one thing when it's like you know somebody is like, well, um, you know, I don't know when they're when you're both talking about well, if you're talking about something they have not experienced at all. Right? Yeah, and they and they're and they're like, uh, um, um, and then but the other thing is when you're again when you're both working for the same the same bucket of facts. Yeah, and they connect them differently than you connect them. A lot of times, I'm that's, like, "Well, yeah, that's it's like, wild, right?" And that's and right, and that's and and I feel like so. For example, these days, I feel like part of the big uh, difficulty with uh, with like discussions like race or whatever is that like everybody is working with more or less the same, or, or rather, with a lot of these discussions, the data points that are being discussed are the same points, uh-huh. and the two people are like, "Oh, yes, I understand that." Like. I don't know, say, for example, people that look like you get shot 10 times more often by cops than people look like me, but I'm fine with that. At that point, like, at that point, I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm probably not going to make a stand here, right? (laughs) Because (laughs) it's not, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, if you and, and and I feel like that. And when you're talking about like when you're talking about <laughs> when you're talking about the whole that argument, the, the arguments and logic. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that shit. I'm all about arguments and logic. But I also feel like, um, especially like in the last decade or or so, I'm kind of like I realize, oh, it's not that it's not so much that people don't know logic or don't understand logic. It's that people don't care about it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like, oh, I know that what you're saying makes sense, but fuck that. Like, so, so for example, I, I was on a, I was on a van trip where uh, <laughs> I was, I was driving down to Mexico with the, with the, we were making like an indie film or whatever. And, uh, and so it was me and, uh, and this dude who quickly became my friend, uh, this big uh, Salvadorian dude, hey, Dean, what's going on, man? Uh, Super, super fun guy. They're having this big art, and, and two of the people in the car were like, you know, were like, whatever, like, uh, super conservative or whatever, and we're ha- they're having some sort of political argument that I'm actually not, I don't think I was taking part in. I think I was just listening or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and somebody, and one of, the, the, one of them made this really uh, detailed argument for something, the conclusion of which I found unacceptable. I don't even remember what it was. Um, but I'm, I'm like, I'm sure I could think of a counter argument or whatever, but, but I'm like, well argued for a point that I disagree with. And uh, Dean was listening, he's listening, he's listening to his argument. And then the guy finished and he was like, flourish, like there, and that's why I'm right. And, and Dean like listened and he thought and he was like, fuck that. <laughs> and I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> he's going to be my roommate. <laughs> but it's like, I, I feel like a lot of times, a lot, especially now, like so much of this conversation, it's like people listen, 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 and they're like, yeah, 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 fuck that. You know? Wow. Uh, that's that's going to be my favorite. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm still not old enough to feel comfortable swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roberto, we have talked, and like <laughs> this has been such an easy conversation. It's flown by. Super, super and we've fun. hit so many different points, but there's only one thing left to do: music. Let's make some music. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in a restaurant, Hollywood Boulevard. I'm in a restaurant. Hollywood Boulevard. I'll have the quesadilla. Yeah, the quesadilla. Have any salsa? How spicy. I'll have some of that salsa. Make sure it's spicy. I'm here with my girlfriend. Her name is Martha. Say hi, Martha. Say hi, Martha. I'll take it spicy. I'll take it spicy. I'll take it spicy. I'll take it spicy. Hey, do you guys validate? Do you guys validate? Do you guys validate? I parked on sunset. Do you guys validate? I parked on sunset. Do you guys validate? I'll just park on sunset. Hey, wanna hug? Do you wanna hug? I actually love you. It's hard for me to say. Do you guys validate? I like it spicy.
talk about something like six degrees of separation, six degrees of separation. I want to talk, I want to talk about something like six degrees of.
Roberto. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much for being on, man. Thanks so much for having me. Super fun. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Uh, it. I felt like there was a lot of levity to it, even like as we're getting into <laughs> right, the things right. that could be. Uh, yeah, could it could go, go dark. Sound. It could go dark. Because uh, you don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Um, but uh, you're you're a performer. Uh, where can people see your work on stage, off stage, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I I I perform in an improv group called Forever Team at uh, at Westside Comedy Theater um, two Mondays a month. Um, I perform with a group called Pickup Game at uh, at Acme Comedy. Uh, we have I believe we have the second Saturday. Uh, it's like the first Thursday. Anyway, we have a we have a Thursday <laughs> and we have a Saturday slot. Um, and oh, and my Instagram is blah blah goals. And uh, and I usually post I usually post whatever shows I'm going to be in uh, up on that up on that site. So yeah, yeah, come check come check come check us out. Awesome man. Well, you're a very talented performer. I didn't say that earlier, <laughs> but I got to play with you. Thank so, you very much. Uh, you're a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and just an overall good, warm-hearted dude. Thank you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about you, man. Thank you. Thank you. So Uh, so thank you for being on and thank you all for listening to Ongs.